Hello, and welcome to Teaching Plus, a podcast that explores issues and strategies of interest to post-secondary instructors for the enhancement of teaching. Hello, Teaching Plus listeners. I'm Anita Parker, Educational Developer at the Center for Teaching and Learning. In this episode of the podcast, I'm speaking with Robel Naganga, who is going into his fourth year in management studies at Augustana campus. Because much of Robel's studies has been during pandemic times, we're going to hear from his perspective, a student's perspective, about what it means to be a self-directed student in online, blended, maybe hybrid courses, as well as teaching strategies and tools that have been valuable. Robel, thank you so much for making the time to be here today. To get us started, please introduce yourself and your connection to the University of Alberta. Yeah, thank you for having me, Anita. I'm excited to be a part of this podcast. Um, as Anita mentioned, my name is Robel. I'm going to my fourth year. I'll give you a bit of a fun fact about me. Uh, I am the former president of the Augustana Association, and I'm currently a research assistant to the University of Alberta. Uh, so I have various connections with the U of A. I call the U of A my second home, and I'm happy to be here. Okay, let's start with this first question. Overall, how has your experience as a student been over the past two years or so, specifically in relation to the changing delivery formats of online, in-person, back to online, maybe hybrid, etc.? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, when I sat down to think of it, the, the one word I could use to uh, explain what my experience was, was a roller coaster. Um, I know it's very uh, cliche, but it actually, I think this is the best situation to apply it to because you look at it as it was very fast. Um, Nobody saw it coming. Nobody saw all these transitions happening in such a short period of time. And we didn't know what to expect uh, around the corner. Same case with the roller coaster. You don't know whether you're going up, down, taking a corner at what point or what you'll see next. And I think this is the best way I could describe the experience I've had over the last two years. Um, Just to quickly add into that, I think one thing that stands out over the last two years that not many people might have spoken about is the sort of uh, uh, circumstance we found ourselves in with the transitions uh, to online back to in-person. It sort of created a make or break situation for our students, including myself, where those who were able to adapt uh, ended up surviving and thriving. But a few of us uh, struggled a bit and uh, may have ended up with a slower start. But yeah, I think this is the best way to describe what the last few years have been for myself as a learner and for my peers. Yeah, I love that that idea of a of a roller coaster and in that things change quickly. Things come as a surprise when you might be least expecting it. And roller coasters are kind of fun. So so maybe it hasn't all been bad, it's kind of fun. And then even connecting into that last point you made, roller coasters aren't for everybody, whereas some students might have thrived uh, in, in and been able to adapt, but that it, it wasn't necessarily the case for, for all students. So the roller coaster analogy seems to really fit all of that. Thank you for that. What kinds of things have your instructors done in a course that provided you with, with you, the student, a valuable learning experience and helped you through the course? That's a very good question as well. I guess the first thing I'll say is this is totally outside of a classroom environment is just being there to listen. Um, 
at the end of the day, we're all human. Students are also human and our instructors are also human. And we've been going through tough times uh, all around. And one thing that I, I find very valuable for most students is that most instructors were, were happy to listen to us, were happy to at least sit down with us, whether virtually or in person, depending on the time, and just see what's happening in our lives. Um, not necessarily to, uh, to provide solutions there and then, but for students to feel like they're not alone. And this really helps in instilling a sense of calm for our students, at least knowing that what comes to worst, our, our faculty uh, cares for us, our instructors care for us, and we care for our peers. This is, this is very important in creating a mindset that allows students to go into a classroom prepared and have less anxiety, less worries about what to expect and actually focus on the learning. Um, in addition to this, a few of the things that stood out is um, instructors have shown that uh, I've brought out the creative side over the last few years. Uh, if somebody had told me a few years ago that I'd be having Kahoot sessions in the classroom, for example, I'd, I'd probably not believe them. But the reality is this, is this has become more normal and it's become the way to learn. There's very, very many ways um, for other students to learn in this modern day, even for our instructors to learn. Um, it's been nice to see instructors turning back to the students and asking for what they can implement in a classroom environment to make it more conducive to learning. And that's how we see things like podcasts coming in, for example, as a way to deliver assignments, a Kahoot as a way to deliver content, around tables on, on in-person or on Zoom. Yeah, I really like that. It sounds like your instructors have uh, really gone above and beyond to adapt to the teaching situations, whatever they might be uh, in the moment. And I like that you you pointed out that the most important thing is just to to listen, to listen to the students and, and approach a course with the reality that we're all people, we're all humans, and we're, we're just going to figure out this together let's let's change the focus to um to you what kinds of things have you been doing to be successful in your courses as an online student maybe face to face sometimes maybe not what kinds of uh strategies have you been implementing that's a very good question um one thing i'd say is is staying ahead um staying ahead of what uh what is coming up uh, I know students, I, I've, I've fallen in this trap a number of times, uh, the last minute assignment, uh, forgetting you have an assignment sometimes and remembering it uh, at 11.59 when it's due at midnight. That's one thing that it, it, it may be fun, it may be, uh, um, it might give you a nice adrenaline rush, but it's not sustainable. Uh, it's always good to stay ahead of, of, of your work, stay ahead of your assignments, be prepared for what's coming up. Uh, because I find that, I personally found over the last few years, the amount of uncertainty that was going around, just knowing that at least I have one thing in order really gave me peace of mind, allowed me to have the sleep, uh, uh, a night full of peaceful sleep and approach the next day or go to the next class, energized and ready to take, take on whatever came up came my way next. So I'd say staying ahead was very important as well as having a, a nice balance between work, uh, my personal life and things that students take for granted. Like I know, the early in my early years at university, I didn't eat as much because it just skipped my mind. I would focus on let's say an assignment or catching up on what I'd missed out when I was in class. And these things really take a toll on you once you grow older. I always tell myself I'm becoming an old man, and I now need to start realizing what, uh, what the effects of some of my actions. And I think uh, just staying in touch with uh, all the things I have to do and striking the right balance of school, work, time to eat, time to sleep. Time to socialize really helps a lot. 
Um, it's very common, but the reality is these are the things that we all need to succeed. Uh, it, it, it really helps me and I, I, like it, I like it to help other students as well. But yeah, I'd say these are the main two things that I've, I've tried. It's, I keep trying different things because it's a, it's a journey, it's a marathon. I'll, I'll never get to the end until I've tried everything. But at the moment, these two are working well for me and I look for more things to add to my collection. You, you mentioned lots of good things that your instructors did in the courses that you've been taking over the past couple of, of years. What are, what are some pieces of advice or some, some items on your, your wish list as you're heading into a new round of courses? What are some teaching tools and strategies that you're hoping your instructors will implement this year? Uh, that's a very good question. I think the first thing I'll start off with is a piece of advice. I think one thing that, that is, that's important to remember is that it's very difficult to go back to what we used to be pre-pandemic times. And that is just reality now. It calls for us to be more responsive and be on our feet at all times, just to be receptive to change. And that being said, the reason I bring this up is because I realized uh, when we move back, hopefully in fall and person, you'll see lots of students coming into university or returning to university uh, uh, looking for or uh, craving social interactions because we've missed out on those for quite a while. One thing I look forward to seeing in a classroom or a classrooms across the year is more interactions, uh, let students speak more. And in the past, uh, maybe some classes have been structured in a way where the instructor does most of the speaking. But I think moving forward, it's time to get to leave students to do more of the uh, speaking, to do more of the thinking and actually have more conversations. Because one thing I've learned is we're very good learners when we learn from each other. Um, there's less intimidation when you speak to a peer compared to speaking to an instructor. I don't know why that's the case, but I just find that happens naturally. Uh, but letting students speak more, having more, breaking up the traditional classroom, if I put it that way. I know a traditional classroom, you'd have seats facing the front, the instructor at the front, slides on the screen. While that is, that, while that is a perfect of delivering content, it has worked over the last few years, there's different ways to do it. Um, I'd like to see more round tables where you have uh, instructors sit together with students guide conversations and let students bring forward ideas, uh, deconstruct each other's ideas and just listen. Uh, that way I think we could always have an instructor leading conversations, delivering content in different ways, but also having students be an active part of the learning experience, which is very beneficial and will go a long way in making sure students learn and enjoy learning. And, and adjust more into the new learning environment we'll have moving forward. I don't know if it's been fast-tracked by the pandemic, but this idea that active, authentic, student-directed learning is is really how learning uh, happens. And from my perspective at CTL, I, I see it in action. Instructors are are always looking for new ways to to plan their lessons. So like you said, they take on more of a facilitation role so that students do have a, a more of a chance to have more conversations, to speak more to to uh, each other. So so and now they're hearing it from you, from the students' perspectives. Is there any other examples of teaching uh, strategies and tools that you'd like to share? Actually, yes. There's a, now that I think of it, there's a few that come to mind. I know we had a, a classroom, uh, a class uh, last a few, I think last year, where we, we went outside and just decided to learn under a tree. I mean, maybe only applicable for smaller classes because I see how it can get out of hand for uh, bigger classes. But it really helped people focus because you find with traditional classrooms, you can really get tired just walking into a classroom. It's four walls, uh, sometimes white paint, and there's not much 
there. But sometimes you sit outside if the weather's nice, fresh air. It's, a, it's just a different environment. It really helps. Uh, in another class, we the very first class we had, we had a team building exercise where students um, were blind, uh, would work in pairs and would guide each other with blindfolds. So the idea of this was to get students to trust each other going into a class. And you think of it, um, the reason this is important is when we learn collaboratively, which is very common these days, there's normally a tendency to not trust the person you're working with. You always feel that I could do this better if I was an individual, but that's not the idea of it, and that's not how it works in the world. You always work with people, you always find yourself working in teams, and setting the pace from the very first class where you, you emphasize that trust is important, teamwork is necessary, and do it in a fun way. You, you help students see that learning can be fun, working in groups can be fun, and at the end of the day, you'll all have fun. And that's what learning is supposed to be. You're supposed to be happy when you learn. And I believe it's something we can all achieve. So these small activities that I've, I've had, uh, change of environment, um, sometimes just having one class where you, we just sit down for a few minutes, see how things are going, catch up on uh, interesting stories across the globe. Um, it really helps just take away the pressure of what's happening in a class, especially classes that may be a bit more difficult and how students just get back and relax and enjoy what's coming next. Yeah, I like that idea of going outside and getting some fresh air. That's all, that's good for the brain for the brain as as well. Robel, is there anything else that you would like to add that we didn't touch upon in our conversation today? Um, one thing I'd like to say for all the sorts of listening is um, as a student, really appreciate all that you've put in to make the last few years amazing for us. Um, sometimes I know it, it may have been rough for us for you as well, but at the end of the day, we're very happy to be one with you. Uh, we we always look at it as one big family, and I really appreciate all the effort that has gone into making my education journey this amazing, and I'm sure my peers would be on the same boat. I'd like to encourage you to keep going, uh, keep doing what you do, because you're amazing at it. And at the end of the day, we will all smile together uh, once we've all made it through. So thank you so much. and. Uh, I hope you have an amazing day wherever you are. Robel, thank you for making time to speak with me today. Thank you so much, Anita, and I hope we do this more often. I'm really excited to see what the final product is like and what comes next on this podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of Teaching Plus. This podcast has been created by the University of Alberta's Centre for Teaching and Learning. You can get more information on any of our services by going to ctl.ualberta.ca.